Let's talk some winners in today's down session. Time for overlooked stocks. Movers that you missed. George Tills has two for us, and we're going to go to healthcare services first. George, good to see you, sir. How was your week? Doing well, OJ. How's your week? Yeah, it was pretty good uh, in a volatile market, uh, but an exciting one. You managed to find a couple winners, though, uh, as you are wont to do, George. AMN Healthcare up 12% today, bouncing after earnings and a stock that has got crazy volatility over the last uh, couple earnings reports. Yeah, there have been, has been a little bit volatile, but AMN is actually one of the largest healthcare staffing companies in the United States, but they're actually the largest when it comes down to healthcare uh, placement. So they place uh, nurses, doctors, but they also have IT professionals. They're actually migrating their business into that uh, area uh, of, the, uh, of the workforce. But I think this is one of those situations where companies like uh, AMN have actually benefited from labor shortages. The other thing is, is you got to think about the turnover rates. Those are relatively high right now, as well as resignation rates. Uh, and this has been putting pressure on employers, in particular the healthcare industry, uh, for finding temporary to permanent staffing solutions. Now, they've got about five, 55,000 professionals in the healthcare industry that are actually on contract with AMN. They actually had over 10,000 placements last year. So they've got about 55,000 uh, available uh, with about 10,000 placements last year. The company did uh, report earnings today, and it was actually not too bad when it comes down to top line sales, uh, which beat the estimates actually coming in over 100% on a year over year basis. So that probably explains why we're seeing a little bit of volatility, considering the fact that if you look at the last uh, five years, the compound annual growth rate in sales is about 10% in the last three years at 6%. So I think the last couple of quarters has been a ramp up in sales for the for the company because of uh, staffing needs and placement needs. Uh, and if you actually consider the fact that the stock itself last quarter or the company itself reported re uh, revenues about 59%, which is really good also, uh, they actually nearly doubled that this quarter around. So overall, uh, I think this is a name to certainly keep in mind when it comes down to what's going on. We, we have to look at the markets, OJ. I don't think we're out of our prolonged cor correction. That's what I call this. We're not in a bear market. Uh, and with that said, there's value to be bought with companies like uh, AMN, which are not trading at very lofty price to sales, only one times, one and a half times trailing sales with a PE ratio about 20, with the company, again, with uh, having solid financials, low debt, as well as top line sales that are growing like a tech stock. Okay. And uh, I would imagine that uh, they might see some good trends emerging as hospitals clear out covid patients and move towards more traditional procedures. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing is, I think from a secular standpoint, you got to think about the nature of telemedicine. Uh, I think at the end of the day, there'll be a lot of healthcare professionals visiting people's homes on a, on a needs basis. The other thing is, is at home healthcare services for, for retirees or, you know, generational uh, uh, baby boomers and so forth. That's another catalyst for the business as well. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, this is a company that, again, it's down 14% year to date, but up 37% of the last year. So a lot of stocks that are value oriented have fallen by the wayside as well year to date. But you have to look at the overall intermediate trend, which, you know, uh, supersedes the year to date performance, which itself is up about 30, 37%. And they did denote uh, for a full year, they had about 305 million in operating cash, with 118 million, 180 million, forgive me, in cash on the books, and that's not bad considering a business that's generating about three billion dollars in revenue. So, it is a business that I think is in high demand for services, uh, especially for placement services. And I agree with you in terms of COVID. 
uh, uh, needs, those might be falling by the wayside as other needs start to ramp up outside of COVID. But the other thing is, is you know, the market is uh, is placing preference to those companies that actually have stable revenue growth and demonstrate financial fitness, and this is one of them. Okay, uh, nicely said, George. Uh, well summarized. Let's talk uh, Hannon Armstrong. Uh, either you've picked this for Overlook before, or one of our guests has picked it, but uh, it's a real estate investment company that is specifically focused on climate solutions and uh, businesses, uh, properties yep. related to green energy. This is one of those stocks that peaked a year ago. Yeah, so this is an interesting company. I actually picked this today. I haven't talked about it before, but uh, you know, everyone is searching for yield. You know, outside of particularly the areas of maybe commercial and residential real estate investment trusts, which actually might have a little bit more risk right now. But if you look at a company like Hannon Armstrong, this is a specialty real real estate investment trust, but their focal point is on sustainable infrastructure capital financing. So they make investments and provide capital for uh, two segments uh, of the green initiatives. One is energy efficiency, as well as renewable energy projects. So anything that has to do with designing to reduce uh, commercial and residential energy use, everything from HVAC systems, roofing, windows, power systems, as well as lighting control systems, as well as renewable energy projects dealing with wind, solar, as well as uh, distributed electricity and energy storage. And I think this is an interesting component of their business as well. So they do provide financing as well as, again, make capital investments in particular projects which right now you have to consider, you know, the nature of what's going on. If interest rates rise, that might pose some challenges to the commercial real estate investment trusts, those that, those areas of traditional leasing and rents, especially also in the uh, in the uh, the rental real estate investment trust. The other thing is tax credits. I think if you look at Henry Armstrong, a lot of the ability for them to borrow at very low rates. Uh, has to do with the fact that the projects they invest in generate um, tax credits. And I think that's another compelling component of their business. Okay. Uh, George, uh, the only problem is uh, it seems like it's kind of stuck, uh, mired by uh, some yeah. of the uh, early uh, 2021 euphoria from an yeah. investing perspective around just how big of uh, influx of money there is going to be in this space from the government, right? All the stimulus spending, and that just kind of fell flat. <laughs> we still don't really uh, know what's going to happen from uh, the White House this year on how green companies and climate change will be a part of their spending initiative. Uh, is is there too much overhang from that speculation that was going on over the last couple of years? It's a really good question. In fact, so I, I came prepared to answer that question. What I you did is what, I actually George? looked at the company's deal book going forward. And they've got about $3 billion dollars uh, in available in deals going forward out to 2026. Now, that's a big deal considering the company is only generating about 200 million in sales on a trailing basis. Wow. The other thing is, is if you think about the nature of their pickup. business, they've locked in, they've locked in long-term contracts with major public utilities, and, and public utilities are basically quasi-government agencies uh, that are regulated, and at the same time they pay their bills. The other thing is, is they actually generate a lot of revenue from large customers, uh, especially those that are deploying a lot of capital to generate tax credits and also energy efficiency like Walmart and Amazon. So their customer base is, is diverse. Utilities in the public sector, just to give you an example, but also in the private sector, large uh, you know, e-commerce and of course uh, merchandise giants like Walmart. 
The other thing is, if you look at the range the stock has been in uh, in the last year, it's between 50 and 60. It traded below that range. In fact, it's uh, above the uh, the lows that it put in in late uh, January, and it's actually breaking back above the $44 area. The price action in the short term looks a little compelling, but if you look at the earnings results as well, the, the company did denote a few interesting items. One, they actually increased their dividend by about 7% or guiding forward between 5 and 6% compound annual growth rate in dividends, at least until 2025. Wow. Well, at the same time, they actually see earnings growth growing about 10 to 12%. So that's double the dividend, which uh, on a forward basis is around 3.7. So what we want to see is their, their estimates for earnings growing faster than their dividend. Therefore, their dividend payout yield is lower in terms of the total uh, cash go generated up. and the stock price should rise. Yeah, yes. okay. Or they, yeah, they start paying out more of the dividend, uh, maybe. So, all right, it sounds like a, a, a really interesting one, George. Um, so financial, with connections to a growth uh, industry, uh, we think still, and uh, a really solid execution from a balance sheet perspective, too. Dividend paying at a time where uh, that is now very much in demand, as we've been seeing uh, in this market's uh, preference lately. Thanks, George. With the Overlook Stocks. Nice finds, GT. Have a great weekend. Get some rest. We'll see you on Tuesday. You too. Thanks. All right. Thanks, George.